This is Millennial Ministry, the podcast of young adult ministry at Village Presbyterian Church. The views and opinions expressed here are solely those of the participants and not necessarily those of Village Presbyterian Church or the PCUSA. Thanks for listening. on the study guide for this week is from Romans chapter 12 verses 4 through 5. This is Paul's writing on how the community is like a body where each person is a different part of the body functioning in its own way, all different, all needed and required to make the body work. But that's actually not what I want to talk about today. So Go to the study guide, check it out, villagepresya.org slash word, and check out that study guide and read and think about Romans. But today, well, today I'm wanting to talk about Pentecost. This Sunday is the day that we celebrate the Holy Spirit coming into the world. The beginning of the word penta means 50. And so it refers to the 50 days between Easter and Pentecost. Actually, more accurately, it's an older word for a Jewish tradition that actually refers to the 50 days after Passover, which ends with the festival of the weeks or Shavuot. So just like Passover coincides with Easter or Pentecost coincides with this Jewish holy day. So in Acts 2, it says that the city was busy and the disciples were all together because it was Pentecost, because it was this holy day. And then it says that the sound of wind entered the home and tongues of fire appeared over the disciples and they all began to speak. And everyone in town, no matter what language they spoke, they could all understand. Now we usually end our reading of Pentecost about right here, but let's go a little farther today. The whole story of Acts is really the story of the first church. We say that the church was born that day, there on Pentecost. And everything that comes after that story is really the wildly inspired and incredibly mundane ins and outs of creating a community that will go on to endure various configurations and 2,000 years of both awful and beautiful history In this paragraph at the end of our Pentecost story, we have this little description of what life was like in those first post-Pentecost days together. So I'm going to read this. I'm actually reading today out of a common English translation of the Bible, so it might sound a little different than yours. We read, The believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching to the community, to their shared meals, and to their prayers. A sense of awe came over everyone. God performed many wonders and signs through the apostles. All the believers were united and shared everything. They would sell pieces of property and possessions and distribute the proceeds to everyone who needed them. Every day they met together in the temple, and they ate in their homes. They shared food with gladness and simplicity. They praised God and demonstrated God's goodness to everyone. 
the Lord added daily to the community of those who were being saved. I would encourage you to go and read this yourself, Acts 2, 42-47. It is just the most beautiful description of spiritual community that we actually might have. I'm using the word spiritual here on purpose because, you know, there are so many different ways to connect these days. Y'all are in different meetup groups and different professional organizations. You have gyms and bar studios and yoga studios that are not just for working out, but also for the community that you find there. There's Facebook interest groups, and a lot of you don't just go to work, but are actually in community with folks that you work with. And the list goes on. There are so many ways to be in community. But the thing about the church is, when we talk about community here, we talk about it not in terms of shared interest or what we get out of it. Those things, though, are often true. When we enter into this kind of spiritual community, it's meant to be different. It might not always feel that way, but we are called to set our intentions here differently than we do in all of these communities that we are part of. Here, when we gather, even online, we believe that that same spirit that entered the world at Pentecost gathers with us too. We believe that we're connected by more than we can know and to others around the world and even, this sounds weird, even to those no longer with us. We understand ourselves to be just a teeny tiny piece of a huge community. And so we understand our purpose to be that we're meant to be aware of the Spirit in our presence and so that we can continue the work of past saints and following that Spirit and building a world that looks more like the one God has in mind. Now that is such a giant thing that we can't think about it all the time. If you've been part of this young adult community for longer than like a minute, you know that we're not going into every gathering together like, let us fix the world today. But you are praying for each other and encouraging each other, and maybe most importantly in the season, just sighing together and confessing that stuff is hard so that we can keep doing it. You see, the thing I think is most different in this particular kind of community is that if we can realize just how huge the community we are part of is, and that it's God and not us who guides it, it means that, well, it means that we treat each other with an abundance of grace. And that's a pretty unique thing in this world. It means that we know we will mess up, and we know that you will too, and that we choose to be together anyway. Because at the end of the day, it's not really about us. And when we come to understand that, we know it is just a gift that we get to be together here and now, to be part of this part of God's story. And yeah, we don't get any or all of this right 100% of the time. Even if we go back to this story in Acts, it is this beautiful moment. And very quickly, very quickly in the story, they start debating on just how the church needs to be. And they wrestle with it, and they argue about it, and they come to new ways of understanding together. So sure, we don't get it right 100% of the time. But I have found that over these four years with y'all, you get it right a lot of the time. And in these days, as our world changes more quickly than ever, and everything seems stressful and anxiety is present, having a community that holds itself responsibly and carefully for each other and how we treat each other, well, that's no small thing. 
Now, the other thing about this kind of community is that we need you. Back to Paul talking in Romans, each part of the body is a little different, and that means that we need it. Not in a general like, oh, we need everyone kind of way, but we actually need you. Some of you have been joining us online and listening to these podcasts. Some of you have just been checking in kind of from a distance. But know that we actually need and want you, even if you don't feel like you always have something to contribute, even if you're tuning into a Zoom call and just need to be silent for the night. Well, your silence might have something to teach one of us. What we trust is that God is with us when we gather, with each of us individually, and that the Spirit uses us individually to teach one another things that we would not know, that we would not come to understand without each other. So friends, this week's word is community. And it is timed to be this week because we have all of these new things starting online, and we would love for you to be part of those. And what I would invite you to consider this week is just what communities in your life are feeding you and giving you life and encouragement in these days, and where might you need some of that? But then don't stop there. Who are you feeding and encouraging? What communities need you right now? And let me tell you that we are one of them. So do some meditating this week on community, and know that you always have a place in this one. I am hopeful that we will see your face soon. You can check out all that we have going on.